Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is, I think it's Jeff. And this is, <laughs> I'm, this is definitely Alex. Today we're talking about uh, maintaining traditions abroad with a very special guest we're going to have on with us later, which we will announce in a little bit, Jeff. Excellent. Yes, he is part of an organization which helps to do exactly what you just said, maintaining German traditions over in the old... Uh, in US the old of A. US of A. I guess it would be... You know, they always talk about Europe as helping the old country. So is the USA the new country, I guess? The new world. New world. There we go. Because God forbid there's a country. It's a whole world. <laughs> it's a whole world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, let's not make the guest wait. We got other things to talk about before that. So we let's, do. let's just dive in. Okay. And thank you to all of you. This is episode 87. 87. Uh, to you guys, it feels like there was no break, but we actually had a little bit of a one-week break. Yeah, we did. Because uh, you were, you know, uh, off uh, doing the travels. I, I, I was <laughs> off in, uh, in Italy for uh, for a work training, actually, um, which I wouldn't ever expect a kindergarten teacher to have a work training abroad. But yeah, I was in Florence, <laughs> Italy for the week doing some fun stuff and then sightseeing and went to Pisa and Siena and another small state, I forget the name of it, to be honest. And yeah, so that was nice. Um, so today's Monday. It's not Wednesday like usual, but we're nailing this episode quickly. So there's no break for all our listeners. Exactly. Yeah, it's nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, how many kindergarten teachers have a, a paid, basically a, a paid leave to, to go to Italy. Yeah. Big, big, big shout out to the uh, Erasmus Plus uh, program funded by the EU. It's fantastic. And it's all about, you know, getting people to go to other countries, mostly in education, to do trainings and learn about that country and share the culture, which is, I think we need more of that in the world of sharing of cultures. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Sure. Cause you're there with other people from, let's say Portugal, Spain, wherever. Right, exactly. You know? So a uh, good, good excuse to meet people. And you're also learning something about your own trade. So yeah, it was great. Why not? Yeah. Hey, Alex, can you start us off with some old shout outs and news? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we actually have lots of announcements from Germany's newly elected government that came out uh, in the past two weeks. Uh, and they are as followed. Uh, they would like to legalize weed, which is pretty cool, bringing a lot of, lot of revenue and tax money, uh, which Berlin specifically sure. could use. Do, do the old, like, uh, the U.S. thing, you know, with uh, legal weed shops all at every street corner and all right. that kind of stuff. But they I want mean, to do it on a federal level, um, which oh, is oh, true, true. really cool. Just a just blanket, just... Just, put it, just do it, man. Get it over with. Yeah, yeah, I guess they want to do it for like four years and then see how it's going in four years and also invest more into um, treatment for people who have addiction and invest more in that sector, which I think is just fantastic. Sounds great to me. Yeah, yeah. that's that's awesome. They have new citizenship. They want to have new citizenship. Shit yeah. They want to have new citizenship rules. We, we should make it clear that all of this, it, these are kind of like their drafted plans. Right. Now, they're not officially... I guess in a month or two they'll be like officially the government. So they're not, yeah, they're not even they're not even so in government yet. These all are not this, laws. They just they're just what they're right. saying they're going to do when they do. And all this needs to go through uh, the Bundestag anyways. Right. So who knows? But uh, yeah, they have new citizenship rules. They want new citizenship rules, uh, which means that you and I, Jeff, could have dual citizenship: be German and American, which is the dream to be German, have a joint legally. Yeah, or at least an offer to to give the option, because I think we've mentioned it before, as of now, uh, if you're a foreigner living in Germany and you want to get German citizenship, you are forced to give up right. your American citizenship, wherever you're from, you know. Which, so I, I don't know how it's going to work on the, on the American side of things, but if this goes through, this is at least one step closer to having a dual citizenship, which is just what I've wanted 
forever. Because then you can still be an American, right. but you can also have the a German, pa- German passport, which could mean you could live and work anywhere in the EU, which uh, is, and also you could visit more countries, do anything in Germany minus having, there's no more visits to Ausland, you know, there's no more visa applications. There's right. no more, you know, like you are just a citizen, which, you know, as resident, I don't have any more either, but, but at least I, I could vote and just be like a German, which is just so cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. Uh, they also, it's a very green coalition, probably the greenest yeah. to date in German's history, which is not a surprise because one member of the coalition is the green party. So, so the you second would, you would assume it's a pretty green coalition, right? Right. And they want to uh, end coal use completely by 2030. They're pu- they're pushing it. W- I think it's supposed to be actually eight, nine, or ten years further in the future from then. Yeah. So they're really pushing that up. So which sounds very it sounds like a lofty goal, but uh, that that'd be, eh, got nearly a decade to make it happen. You know, that'd be incredible if, if they can do that. That's pretty exciting things, and it, it, it's nice seeing some some, some change. more progressive change happening yeah. in Germany. Hopefully, um, I mean they they. I think they'll be officially announced like the coalition together in December at some point, but not, it's unclear still. Yeah, I think about a week ago they officially decided to make um, Schultz the right the um, he's going to be the new chancellor. It's like unofficially, so. officially, exactly. <laughs> yeah, German politics are weird. Uh, it is, but what's even weirder and um, sadder is you know the COVID nineteen situation in Germany. As we've mentioned, it continues to get worse. Yep. I keep having to give you just unbelievable numbers. I, but, I know um, it's it's like last week it was already astronomical numbers, right? And so as where of, we at now? As of just a couple of days ago, Germany was averaging between seventy five thousand and oh seventy nine thousand cases per day. And I have agreed with people in the past, you know, when they say uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, the, the, during the first lockdown, mm. there was a lot less uh, testing. So that's why the you know the numbers. It's really it's hard to compare, which right. I, I agree with. Of course. However, we're at a point that I personally feel like even if you were doing the same amount of testing back then that you're, they're doing now, you would not be near seventy five thousand a day. I mean, I, I, probably I, I, not, considering no. with, with with the new with, you know with Delta, which spreads a lot quicker than that Alpha was, and now this other new one just popped up. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah, for the, uh, um, the one from South Africa, exactly. Yeah, I, I just booked my uh, next month of getting my booster shot, getting that third vaccine or the third whatever. So I'm pretty excited about that. Nice. And I encourage everybody to please get your first, second, and or a third when you can, because it's never going to end if you don't. Sorry, just get it done, please. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just uh, the way it is, right? You it's know? crazy. Just get vaccinated, people. Get it done. Yeah, come it's on. safe. Ugh. And speaking speaking of being vaccinated yeah. or unvaccinated, <laughs> too, since it's like super critical here in Germany and especially Berlin, uh, what they're doing, they're targeting those unvaccinated people in an attempt to slow the spread of the vaccine, which makes, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because things, as we said, they've reached a, a boiling point. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so Berlin now has uh, strict 2G rules across like most of daily life. Mm-hmm. So to do anything in a city... You have to either be vaccinated or recovered from the virus. That's the two and the two G uh, in the past few months. And also um, having a negative test will mean nothing in a lot of cases. That would be three G, but a lot of places are going two G. Yeah. Basically, it means uh, you have to be vaccinated. Ha- having the option of just getting a negative test. Right. That's, well, that option doesn't exist for most like, things. Yeah. If you're uh, unvaccinated, therefore, you need to do three G. You need to get tested. But now, like bars are 2g restaurants are 2g i'm pretty sure movie theaters are 2g uh Shop, shopping, shopping is 2g unless you're grocery shopping those necessities um, but if you want to go to the mall for example and you're not vaccinated you can't you have to do now all your shopping online so they're really limiting now what unvaccinated people can do 
I, I don't mean to disrespect, but I I strongly agree with this. I, I mean, too, yeah. because maybe this is the only way to get people to, to get vaccinated, you know, because as all the doctors and emergency workers at hospitals have mentioned, nine out of 10 of people coming in with Corona are unvaccinated. So right. this is now a pandemic of the unvaccinated. You, you, the unvaccinated people are what is making this thing and if, endless. If, yeah. if it's your choice not to get vaccinated, um, then you know, you can't go out and do things like that's, you know, we live in a society uh, and we want to keep people safe and people are literally dying. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So we can't have you at bars and shopping and stuff just cause, uh, yeah, it's like, dinners, whatever it might be. Cause, because we want to slow the spread and I'm sorry, but it's the unvaccinated people who are currently spreading it. You know, it's just, and of, of course also because it's winter. So there's a lot more indoor uh, activities happening as well. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors, but I'm just saying like one of the key factors is just like, and, and Germany has one of the lowest vaccination rates in Europe, unfortunately, I know it's we're number 16, uh, I think like Portugal has like 86%. Wow. And we have 65, we're still in the 60s. Like 68 now. We're still yeah. 20% less. So, and we're German, we're the, t- the biggest economy and we're 16th place in terms of vaccination. Oh God, so. that's not good. <laughs> yeah. That's um, like red, that's like right in the middle of the EU, eh? God. Yeah, there um, you go. Um, but yeah, speaking, anyways. Of, speaking of doing things in public, uh, the state of Bavaria has, uh, about a week or so ago, it officially canceled all Christmas markets in the entire state of Bavaria. And we're talking about like the world famous uh, Nuremberg Christmas market yep, yep. Um, and, and the ones in Munich as well, all canceled. And of course, closures in other states like Berlin could happen any day. You know, like we're hanging on by a thread at this point. So Maybe in a week or two, all of Berlin's Christmas markets might be canceled. Who knows? I hope not. I hope not. Uh, and speaking of Christmas, Jeff. Oh, yeah. Christmas came a little bit early for, oh. for you and me. Oh, it did. Yeah. Didn't it? It came yeah, a little bit for, you, for yeah. you and me. True. Uh, a few days ago, we were notified we got a package arrived for us. When we opened this box, we found two nice bottles of whiskey inside. No note or anything. So whoever this mystery Santa person is who sent us to us, Thank you so much. And if you'd like to send us a message through our website or Instagram or whatever, uh, we'd love to you know, give you a personal thank you. Yeah, um, we don't have to mention it on air, but it was... If I, you want to say anonymous, also fine, but like, we really appreciate it. That, that's really... Two bottles, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it was two great bottles of whiskey. I mean, we were both stunned. Uh, nobody had notified us. They were sending us anything. There was no notes. Right. Um, you, you really... I mean, it's just it's just too kind, guys. Too kind. So like, stay tuned. Next week, we'll be drinking one of those bottles. Yeah. Mystery person, you have yourself a nice week. Yeah, please do. Have a great life. And uh, yeah, and while while we're thanking the fans, uh, of course, we'd like to thank the the couple people that sent us a donation in the past week. Yes, That's always super lovely. And uh, if you'd like to support us and what we do, of course, you can find that donation button at the bottom of our website, and it just says donate. And you know, use the mouse and you Google. Click action if you want to. Yeah, and also we're gonna ask for you to send us some stories. We want to do a story episode. We've gotten a few, but not enough to really have a full episode about it. So if you have any cool stories about traveling or being abroad or meeting someone from abroad or really anything that could kind of even a little bit relate to our podcast, send it over. We'll talk about it on the air, and I think it'd be really fun just to connect more with you guys as our listeners. We'd love we'd love to hear stories and talk about them. So absolutely, send us your stories. It'd be great. And 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 the stories we have received are are, are really super interesting. Um, and you know they don't have to be. It doesn't have to be three pages. Like it, just a par- you know, even a paragraph. You know you don't have to put too much effort into it. You know um, yeah. it doesn't have to be super long. Um, yeah. it, maybe you might think it's not interesting, but maybe other people will. So yeah, I remember a, a lot of people have not done as much traveling as you. So uh, and that's why we do this podcast because we we know we've done maybe a little bit more traveling than the average. The average bear. So, yeah. So let uh, us know, and, and and also to everybody before uh, we get we get into things, I want to give a big happy Hanukkah to all of you other fellow yes. Jews around the world. 
Uh, and, you know, non-Jews as well. Happy Hanukkah. Uh, light those uh, Hanukkiahs, those menorahs, and get those little gifts. Play some dreidel. Get how, some how many um, candles are we, will we be at at the point that this podcast comes out? Uh, when this comes out, it'll be the fourth night. Ooh. Happy fourth nice. night of Hanukkah. Do you get, I get, no, I guess your parents don't, they don't, they don't really ship you. Or, no. No, okay. No, they're not shipping gifts. I thought I'd ship you like a box with all the gifts, and they're like, okay, if they open this one, then. No, I'm I'm a little too old, and it's also like, can you ever be too old for Hanukkah? No, no not to celebrate it, but I was like, you know, whatever. Happy Hanukkah. I hope everyone enjoys uh, to celebrate that. And uh, speaking of uh, holidays, uh, we hope you, everybody had a beautiful Christmas with friends or family. Or nope, not Christmas. Thanksgiving, I think you mean. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's that's another good one. But yeah, yeah. We hope you had a great Christmas. Thanks- like three weeks. Yeah. Jeff. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving with friends, family, or it, strangers off the street. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and- or friendsgiving, which a lot of people do. Yeah. Living abroad, a nice friendsgiving. So hope everyone, yeah, I had a good one. Those of you who celebrate Thanksgiving, I unfortunately was in Italy. Uh, we had a nice big Thanksgiving at, at my place uh, that me and my girlfriend hosted, and the only person we we, we actually had an empty chair. Did you really? We put it in the corner and um, put a little tag, name tag. I know we didn't. No, because oh, okay. uh, just because um, we were like really low on chairs, we actually had had our, <laughs> our friend Chavez bring two chairs, so like there, we couldn't afford the empty homey chair that we pour it was r- beer on the couch. On. Yeah, it was on the couch in spirit. <laughs> Should have been like a, a dummy out of like an old sweatshirt. <laughs> I was eating the spaghetti. <laughs> oh yeah, you were in Italy. Yeah, yeah it was weird. It was weird. I'm not like my first Thanksgiving now with like any of my friends. So that was, that was a little oh, bizarre, but yeah. um, it, it was, I made the best of it. You know, I, I met someone on training and she was also American. So we had like a little weird Thanksgiving together in an Italian restaurant in Florence. So like, Hey, it happens sometimes. That's a fun little story. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and one really quick, we're going to have to throw this in here. Cause this has, this has to be said. Okay. Alex had a little accident. Uh <laughs> Just before he left for his Italian trip, uh, we were all at our friends Misha's. You know, like it was a Friday night, and he, Misha he actually built himself a, a like a bar in his living room. Right. So once in a while, we go, we just have a few drinks, right? Hang out, like you know, five or six of us just chilling. Yeah. Um, do you want to uh, take it from there? Sure. Uh, yeah. So we were playing some, I don't know, some biscuit or something. I was rocking out pretty hard behind the bar. <laughs> you know, a bar is higher than a normal table. You know what I mean? So I'm headbanging a bit, dancing a bit. And I just put my head down and then it pops back up because I whacked my head. I didn't realize I whacked my head on anything, but I whacked my head on a beer bottle, which didn't on an open beer bottle. Yeah, the, open beer bottle. The beer bottle didn't break. It didn't even wiggle. It just stood right. there. But then I, my head goes up and I just thought, you know, I hit my head. It's, I'm fine. But uh, your girlfriend looked at me with like a white face and she's like, you should sit down. And I was like, I'm fine. And then I started feeling blood coming down my nose. And then our buddy Chad, I was just like, you should really sit down. And then he's, everyone's like crowding around me, looking at my head. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I went to the hospital at around 1.30 in the morning uh, until like 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And yeah, so I have a big, uh, like perfectly, perfect half circle in the center of my forehead that is starting to heal now. It, it looks exactly like what it is that somebody hit their head on a beer bottle yeah. in the middle of their forehead. Yeah, it was. But but just everyone knows, like this was not like a small nick. Like this this the head of this deep. beer bottle dug into his skull. Like it, it was it, <laughs> it was one of those things where like I mean nobody wanted to go to the hospital, right? But like no. when you look when you look at it, it's like 
a doctor has to give you stitches or so like this but is I, I, yeah. I gotta say i have the best friends in the world all of you waited outside for me for five hours in the cold at a <laughs> bus station cold. so cold like again thank you so much yeah. uh jeff and, and and all my friends you guys are legends that was so unnecessary i think we kind of forgot you know because it's COVID times we went they only let in the injured people like right. oh can one of us go can his girlfriend go no just him yeah and so we're like okay so there's a there was a bus stop uh right across from the entrance <laughs> to the hospital and it had a light on and like you know a bench we kind of uh misha like it was it's funny because like as we're leaving the house he kind of like he's new okay this, this is not gonna be a quick visit he grabbed like uh, a deck of cards and stuff <laughs> and so we ended up just sitting out in the in i don't know how cold it was but it was pretty damn it cold was, it, was, it was probably like two to three degrees yeah celsius yeah and so we just sat there playing cards uh and yeah. drinking beer till yeah 6 a.m or whatever and shout, shout out to bobby as well she was in bed she got out of bed and oh, waited yeah. again for five hours in the cold going from bed so yeah. sorry i'm a terrible inconvenience <laughs> <all. laughs> just a fucking idiot uh anyways let's drink some whiskey because i don't want to talk about this anymore yeah uh i'll do this real quick today oh, I, I just I'll put a few pictures of that up on the extras page of our website if you want to see it. Great. Alex all beat up. Fantastic. Now, <laughs> now the whole world knows that I am just dumb. So today we're drinking Slain Irish whiskey, uh, blended whiskey, triple casked. Um, I don't, I don't, I've really never heard of this before. I just found it and uh, bought it. As happens sometimes. Yeah. So yeah. let's uh, crack this open. It's unfortunately a twist top. So I've never really been disappointed by an Irish whiskey. That's true. Mm-hmm. Except They're- when you can't pop a bottle. Ooh. That's a, that's rough. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'd prefer to. Like, whoa, 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 there. Oh, Tex. Okay. That, that's fine. Relax. Okay, yeah. I'm not, you, you always think we're going to do it again. Because you always do it again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I am pretty consistent, to be fair. Yeah, at least you're consistent. Even though it's the wrong amount, like, at least you, you know. Oh, cheers. shit. I give myself a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah you did. Oh, oh, sorry. Cheers. It's okay. Oh, that was the worst. Do it again. Cheers. Okay. That was louder. That was good. Oh, it's nice. Hmm. Like you said, it's Irish, man. You can't go wrong with Irish. Very smooth, yeah. Yeah. A very slight burn. Like it it goes away kind of quickly, but in, overall, I like it. It's, it's very yeah. nice. Digging it. And I think it was a cheap bottle, wasn't it? It was like... Is it 25 euro? 20 something euro. Yeah. Slain. Slain. All right. Um, let's let's, let's um, go ahead and um, move on. But first, Alex, my uh, kitties, he has something to tell you. I do. Um, if you're enjoying the show, we would always, of course, appreciate... A five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We love them. Reread them. Keeps us going. And also check out our website, which many say is the best website in the whole, this area of your neighborhood. And that is agdwpodcast.com. That's agdwpodcast.com. Always be plugging. And uh, without further ado, do you want to introduce our guest? Our guest? Our guest? Our guest. Like a desk, desk guest. Do you, do you want to introduce our guest, Jeff? Uh, you know, well, as we mentioned at the start of the show, um, which was so long ago, uh, today we're going to be talking about, you know, maintaining traditions abroad. Yes. And um, recently, I would say about a month or so ago, we, we were contacted by the GAI, which is the Germanic American Institute, which is, as you all know, is, is headquartered in St. Paul, Minnesota. And um, they, they asked us to be on their podcast, uh, and we had such a good time, you know, and uh, Gunta, who is the host of the show, uh, amazing interviewer, we had such a, such a fun okay, time so with good. him. could learn a lot from him. We just thought, you know what, he, this is the guy, right? Uh, right, right. Who can talk about maintaining traditions abroad. So uh, without further ado, let's, uh, let's see if Gunter's on the other line. 
with us today is, of course, Gunter Jenel, the host of the Here und There podcast <laughs> by the Germanic American Institute in St. Paul, Minnesota. So obviously he has experience on radio, but however, he's also a former radio DJ, software trainer, training manager, communications consultant, and a professor at Hamline University. So, you know, he really hasn't done much yet um but, but but he's he's you know he's working you know still a rookie yeah, yeah. yeah he starts out a little bit slow gunter thank you so much for being on the show no thanks for having me you're also making me sound like i'm 955 years old but there is that <laughs> but um you know I, th I think as we just mentioned that uh you are the host of the here and there podcast from the germanic american institute maybe uh we should just start first can you let everyone just know a little bit about what the American, um, uh, German, the Germanic. American, Germanic, sorry, American Institute is, what's their goal? What's their focus? Well, first and foremost, the Germanic American Institute is a cultural representation of the Republic of Germany. Basically, our mission is to let Americans know what the German culture is all about. And in that vein, we are not just putting on events, but we're also offering language classes. Uh, we are offering individual tutoring sessions. We have a kids program. And about, uh, I would say, a year and a half, two years ago, actually, no, pre-pandemic, we started the Here and There podcast, which is really coined with the idea that uh, culture goes beyond St. Paul and the podcast as a medium can be listened to worldwide. And that was sort of the impetus to start the podcast. What a lovely organization, you know what I mean? To help keep those German traditions going in like the heart, the heart of America, basically. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, I think it's really cool how that you guys can have your hands in, you know, a bunch of different things with the cultural events and the podcast and the reading of the books of the children. And there's you know, a lot going on. So I think that's that's really special. Um, and, I, and I hope that people are taking advantage of this, of, of the program you guys offer. They do, thankfully. I mean, we've had, uh, I think, as far as a small nonprofit organization is concerned, tremendous success, particularly with language classes. Great. And sort of being pushed into this, we have to do Zoom now because of the pandemic. We couldn't be in a classroom. We had to broaden our horizon, if you will, and just spread our wings a little bit. And interestingly enough, what we've seen is an incredible uptake uh, from people across the nation. I've had students from actually Vermont. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. One of my colleagues had a student from Africa. So this really has just opened the doors uh, with, of course, uh, just a, trying to address something that is unknown to us, this, this global pandemic. And we really got lucky in figuring this out. I mean, it's really nice to see the level of interest, especially in terms of uh, learning German, because it's, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not a language, in, in, at least where I grew up, that is widely spoken or widely heard. A lot of Americans, yeah, when I was growing up too, just didn't care. It was almost, you know, Spanish, Italian, French. Those are the ones you want to learn because they're romantic and they're beautiful. Where German was considered, you know, ugly and uh, who cares? So says you. I, I honestly don't like the French language, so I prefer German. So, uh, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> but full <laughs> disclosure, I think we should mention to everybody, just so we don't sound like frauds, that you work for the Germanic American Institute, but you are originally from Austria. The lady who hired me from uh, originally from Germany, Claudia. Uh, has coined the running gag, so to speak, after I joined the crew at the uh, GEI, that I'm the diversity hire. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's good. Love it. 
that that wasn't bad and i fully sign up to that because i think i'm actually the only austrian on the uh teaching crew if you will we have a couple of swiss nationals and then of course uh, the predominant teaching cadre is made up of uh, germans so what brought you from vienna all the way to saint paul uh minnesota a chain reaction of bad decision making <laughs> <laughs> now it's uh like you mentioned in the intro indeed uh Some years passed, uh, I was a DJ, uh, did mostly afternoon drives, uh, then basically switched into news directing, went back to afternoon drives. One fateful night, I watched the wrong movie, Howard Stern's Private Points. <laughs> oh, I, I completely forgot. I, I think I've only seen that once, actually, years ago. Howard Stern. Which uh, gave me the idea that, wait a minute, what Howard can do, I can do as well, of course, uh, completely... <laughs> unfounded uh pretty bold definitely bold <laughs> yeah pretty uh let's just step back in time pretty pretty idiotic really i mean certain, <laughs> certainly uh looked myself in the mirror or tried to look myself in the mirror and saw something that did not resemble reality and uh, got hired here in the u.s and actually that was the it was sort of the writing was on the wall because the station that hired me was a country station Ah, okay. okay. Now, be honest, <laughs> did you know much about country music when you were hired by this country music radio station? Were you thinking like Schlager or did you know like the American country? Well, we were gently introduced back then to the likes of Shania Twain. Okay. Um, Man, I Feel Like a Woman. That was... Uh, Classic. That is a jam. Yeah, all the rage, basically, in Austria. And a <laughs> friend of mine who's, who was a, an event DJ from, um, I think he came from Key West or thereabouts, he introduced me to Garth Brooks. Okay, yeah. And I've heard that, that one. <laughs> that was my country horizon. That was it. Oh, that was, oh, that, that was it. So, that was so it. Um, you could throw on some Shania and some Garth, and then, <laughs> then you're, you're going to the bin Boom, trying to find country. something else. Yeah. <laughs> and all the other players, uh, musicians, uh, bands, what have you, were completely unknown to me. So when I actually stepped into the studio, I mean, I still don't know to this day why they hired me. I think, I think sort of the diversity perspective may have come in play again because... All the rage usually is having a British accent. Right. And sure. I guess they try to sidestep that, sidestep that with, oh, let's try something different. Let's be just even uh, more diverse. Let's try an Austrian. Bad idea. Which is kind of interesting for, I mean, I guess maybe it's super stereotypical of, like, of, of my thoughts that a country station wants to have a diverse host or guests of like people, hosts, pool of hosts of British and German accents. We, when I think country, they want, you know, the, 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 the Southern country people i don't know it, it doesn't really mess me but I, i guess it's pretty cool i, I, I could more see, power to them i could see it being in, a little interesting for them because the audience probably have a lot of people who a have never traveled abroad but b don't even have a passport and you know to have this austrian <laughs> dj uh, talking to talking to them on their drive home you know maybe telling a few stories international stories i could see how that might be um you know kind of an interesting pull to get kind of that's new, true. new, that's new true. listeners and, and to be fair even if you go into the south i think Texas has an entire city that speaks their own version of German. I forget exactly where it is. So there's, there's actually this American, American Deutsch uh, that people speak in, in Texas in certain so areas. It's like so, going from country music to other countries. Well, you know, they weren't completely <laughs> stupid. They stuck me into the overnight. 
So they, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they, they practiced damage control before I had the option to really do any damage. Very, very intelligent on their part to just basically dip their toe into uh, what turned out to be really cold water. And um, <laughs> yeah, just stick me, stick me into this or stuck me into this uh, sort of forgotten slot overnight. And uh, certainly on their behalf, a very intelligent decision as it turned out later on. <laughs> right. They're, they're hoping since people are half asleep, they might not even notice that with the audience, Austrian accent. Yeah. You know, so uh, maybe can just well, slide, slide on by. Yeah, certainly that. But it, it was also that I was completely unfamiliar with, for instance, FCC regulations. So there are seven forbidden words you shall not use on air. True. Well, uh, nobody nobody told me that. Uh-oh. Did you speak one of these forbidden words? Oh, my God, of course. <laughs> but, not, but not just that. It was worse than that because where I come from, we took callers live on the air. We didn't have a delay. We didn't need it. Right. Here, okay, different yeah. story. So people calling in from Kentucky, the station was located in southern Ohio, predominantly broadcasting into Kentucky. Honestly, to this day, I don't know what they said to me. It was Kentuckian. <laughs> um but I took him live on the air without delay, without any kind of modification whatsoever. And I was called by the station manager the next day. And I think I put the phone down, stepped away about 15 yards, and I could still, still just hear him crystal clear. He was less than pleased. <laughs> <laughs> now, after all of that, do you, are you a country music fan now? Um, I tolerate country. That, that's the answer there, so no. <laughs> that's, I can, that's about where I'm at. I, I, I can tolerate it. There's a, there's a few people I like, but in general, it's more of kind of, I, I accept it exists, basically. I, I, yeah, I can. I, I, yeah, I accept it exists. I just don't want it to exist in my perimeter. Now, now speaking speaking of country, you know, just to get the slightest transition here. Now, I think okay. I think you had mentioned that you were, um, I think, drinking uh, some bourbon. Is that is this some Kentucky bourbon? It is uh, Virginia straight bourbon, small batch, ah. Bowman Brothers Pioneer Spirit. Now, on that note, I think we perhaps should fully disclose it's seven thirty eight o'clock p.m. Uh, in Berlin. It's one p.m. here, and I'm True. desperately holding <laughs> onto a bottle. Hey, come on. Anytime afternoon, and I mean like, not afternoon, I mean after noon. Literally afternoon. Uh, okay. Beer, <laughs> vodka, whiskey. I mean, you, you have some food in your belly. You're fine. Come it's on. okay. Yeah. So like you're an adult. Yeah. Plus, it cheers. Prost. Yeah. Yeah. Prost. You're, you're one of the few uh, guests on our show to actually have some whiskey with us. So that's lovely. And actually kind of, it feels good kind of like to, to share, to share that, you share know, some whiskey together. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of sharing. The GAI, the Germanic American Institute, of course, is sharing German traditions. Did you like that really not so subtle transition I just did there? Um, it's, Super it's just, smooth. That's, the, that's their main goal. <laughs> they are nonprofit. They just want to share German traditions with the community. And I'm sure a lot of the community members have German roots uh, or, you know, even their grandparents, great grandparents came from Germany, came from Austria, came from Switzerland. So you're spreading German traditions. But in your time in the U.S., are there any American traditions that you've adopted. Where do you want me to start? Um, <laughs> let, let's start with, with the traditions that I outrightly reject and refuse to participate in. That's, that's a, always the best place. I love let's, let's, yeah. start, let's start there. Um, Black Friday. Agreed. I, I, I didn't like it even when I lived there. I, I, mean, I hate that Black Friday has become a thing in Europe now. Like this is some garbage that's just stay in the in a cap, hardcore capitalist America. Let let that just stay there. And now it's all over the world, and I can't stand it. I, I think I that's agree. because you're forgetting Germany. Countries are 
basically as capitalist oh, as, I, I as the U.S., you know what I mean? So um, these past few years, in, even in Berlin, we had not only have Black Friday, we have uh, Cyber Monday, which yeah. we're, we're actually celebrating today. So uh, that's Indeed. the perfect time to bring that up. God. So that's one of the traditions that I absolutely refuse to participate in. In fact, uh, in the 20, what is it now, 22 years, going on 22 years that I've been in the U.S., so, so since 99, uh, I have not once done anything Black Friday. I just, I just simply cannot make it myself because it has predictable consumerism written all over it. The yep. same actually, unfortunately, uh, now pertains to Christmas. I will just not participate in the shopping spree anymore. If I, if I can find something that is meaningful, I will gift that uh, based on how well I know the person. Otherwise, I'm just going to steer clear and I uh, basically make a phone call, send a text message as it is now avant-garde. And that's, that's where the story ends because the U.S. has, in its, in its really end-stage capitalism, has done mm -hmm. a phenomenal job of indoctrinating just about everyone. Yep, 100%. Yeah, and it's not only those holidays. I mean, also you have things like... Um, Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, like a lot of these, these, lot of these holidays that supposedly had meaning at, at one point or, or one point or another, now have just become about, okay, you got to buy the box of chocolates. You got to buy the flowers. You have to buy, you know, even if... You know, oh, you just started dating this girl a week ago, and you really have no real feelings for her. You know, you got to, you got to get her I mean, present. You got to do this. You know, it's the, the whole notion of using a diamond for a wedding ring to marry someone was an ad campaign back in the 1920s by De Beers. So yeah. like, mm -hmm. it's just yep. it's so ingrained in American culture. Um, but that's a whole that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> that I could talk about for hours. Yeah, but we, we won't. But but I I completely understand why you don't want to be a part of that because. I mean, maybe back in Austria or Germany, you, when you were younger, you had like a, the tiniest taste of that. But when you come to the U.S., then um, it's definitely full in full bloom, if you will. That's so, like America. It's, everything's bigger, right? Yeah. Because if you're going to do something, you can go hard. <laughs> go hard. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the, the idea of keeping up with the Joneses never really occurred to me until I actually moved here. I mean, this, this is such an American concept. And again, the, my challenge here as we probably go along here is not to totally poo-poo on the U.S. because uh, sure. I'm here because the people that I've met and encountered over the 20 years are, with the exception of perhaps a handful, just all class acts. They're just phenomenal human beings. So I have nothing bad to say about the individual people. However, mm. ask me about the system, and we have an entirely different conversation. The same yes. as for the world of work. I think that's a general... Um, I, th I think a lot of Americans who either live abroad or even live in the States have very similar feelings to that, that the United States is a great country for the people. If the cities are really cool. Obviously, there are, are things about the people and the place that that you do enjoy. Um, so actually speaking of that, uh, which which traditions have you taken on, if, if any, in, in a positive light? Whew. Um, you know, I would almost say none. And I have to sort of put an asterisk to that because the traditions that I'm quote-unquote participating in, for instance, uh, usually Thanksgiving, is because it is just an opportunity to gather with family that otherwise would not take the time of day or perhaps make a concerted effort to come together because life takes us in a million mm -hmm. different directions. So this is just one of those days where this is not about the pilgrims, so to speak, because I didn't have a dog in this race by any stretch of the imagination. So <laughs> I really just show up to, to be with my people, my tribe. And that's sort yep. of where the story ends. Could I care whether there's a turkey on the table? No, not really. That's fair enough, because, I mean, maybe 
we care, quote unquote, about specific foods, but that's because what we grew up with in our childhood. But right. um, I, I completely um, empathize with you about uh, what you just said, because even for me, I'm American. I grew up with Thanksgiving. For me, it, even when I was younger, and especially now, it is not about the story with the pilgrims or, you know, and the native Americans and, and all, and all of that. It's, it's always been about, it's a beautiful excuse to, to see your family, see your friends, share a meal, have, you know, have a good time. That, that That's really all it's been for me. And, but I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean, it's, it's, I still love Thanksgiving because of that. It gives you that excuse. That's Thanksgiving. I don't think I ever thought about the pilgrims. Like, of course you learned that in school a bit, I, even if it's you know a very whitewashed history of whatever happened, but um, which it is, but uh, yeah, Thanksgiving is exactly what you guys said. It's 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 about gathering with your friends, your family, your tribe, and especially here in Berlin when we don't have our families here, it's nice to just get everyone together that we love and to care about because that is our new family um, to see, and I'm sure it feels similar to you when you're there, and um, you're the people you meet there are your family. To perhaps bring this to a more more focused point. Am I participating because I feel an obligation or am I participating because I feel the love? That's yeah, that's a, that's a good point because maybe for some people living abroad, they feel like if I don't do this, I won't be accepted or I won't be seen as one mm. of them. Um, so maybe they do it for the wrong reason. So actually, that's a good that's a that's a good question. You know, are you doing it because you tr you truly want to be a part of this, or because uh, you're you're scared of the consequences? <laughs> you know, quote unquote. <laughs> Absolutely. And what is it that I'm doing here? And does it actually even make sense to to engage in that? And we have such a hard time of saying no in, in this country. That is true. Some Americans have the problem of being polite to a fault where they'll say no or then they say yes when they strongly want to say no. And they'll push they'll push themselves into spending time with people or doing something that they they want nothing to do with, which is, is strange to me. And it's something that I've learned as I've gotten older to value my time more. You know what I mean? Sure. Ab absolutely. Well, you know, particularly, and, and this is perhaps where, where your feedback, of course, is much more current than mine, because obviously you're sort of on the inverse side as to where I should be, uh, seeing that you're in <laughs> Berlin. <clears throat> do you feel that that the German guys, the, the, the actual Germans, have perhaps an easier time of politely declining. Yeah, for sure. I I, I think 100%. I, I've actually learned from that. Uh, I feel like when I was living in the States um, and I didn't want to do something, it's Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, and I didn't feel like it, I would always feel like I had to make up an excuse and like lie to the people that I love just because I wanted to stay home and watch TV on the couch because that's the mood I was in. And it wasn't until I really moved here. And maybe that also comes with age because they move here young. Um, but when I moved here, people, they didn't want to go out. They say, no, not in tonight. See you another time. And I remember being like, that's really cool. Just straight up. They don't want to. And so I kind of adopted that. And I realized that's way more healthy for myself. So I'm not stressing out anymore. But also for my relationships with my friends that I do love dearly. Of I'm not going to bullshit you. If I don't want to go out, I don't feel like going out. And there's no, um, no one makes me feel bad about it either. It's like, all right, understand. See you next time. And I think that's fantastic. I tend to agree. Um, there's, there's something nice about just hearing of just a, the real human response, because of course you can relate because there's times where you feel the same. Um, but yeah, I've had plenty of times where, you know, you invite a, a, a real German 
to something and they'll say, no, you know, zone talk is Rua talk. You know, it's, it's the quiet day. Uh, I'm just going to be in with the family or, or me and the, just spend the, uh, do brunch with the, the wife. So no, or thank just you. straight or, up like, no, I hate that movie or I'm not interested in that at all. Right. You're like, all right, cool. You're not interested. Sounds like that's fine. Right. We're in the U S so they'll, again, you, you kind of feel like, oh, okay. Um, what can I say? Grandma's visiting. What's, you know, what can I make up really quick? You know, um, uh, but, but back, but back in your hometown, in your village, did you also have the same kind of German directness, um, in, in Austria or, or did you kind of have to, uh, uh, kind of shuffle, you know, shuffle around a little bit? Uh, yeah. Cause that's definitely, I, I can imagine it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bit of a shift. I, I can see your face <laughs> laughing. I can, I can only imagine it's a bit of a shift going to the States from a very direct culture. Well, yeah, I'm still stuck on the verbiage of village, considering I'm from Vienna. I mean, we are closing in on two million people, but it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Okay, well, that, that's my mistake. Uh, well, you know, uh, sorry. I, you know, I live in Berlin, so it just, it just feels like a village every time I visit. It's so <laughs> Whoa, nice, nice. Yeah, well recovered. Uh, anyways, as far as Vienna is concerned, the Viennese generally have a pretty direct attitude. Uh, in fact, it, it never really was apparent to me until I actually came to the U.S. and wondered why, to some degree, I fit in perfectly fine, but then again, not at all. And <laughs> yeah. I had to read, and the only way that I actually found out about it is because I had to read some stuff and for, for uh, putting a semester together, and run into a blog uh, from an American... Uh, exchange student who studied in Vienna and she summarized the Viennese as the psychological disposition is one of the world's always ending, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> I was like, shit, that's it. That's who yeah. I am. I, yeah, it's, it's going to fall apart tomorrow, but we'll figure it out. Right? <laughs> and this is, this is a little contrary to how Americans uh, are generally psychologically conditioned. Uh, it's just a little bit of a different flair over here. And that, that sort of explained to me why I'm actually not fitting in that well, but just well enough. <laughs> I, I kind of know what you mean. Because well as I mentioned, um, I think when we were on your show, uh, I, I lived in Vienna back, back in my early days. And it, it is true. I, I think maybe, I don't know, Americans have like a a level of, of anxiety that maybe Austrians do not, or more of a, a higher level of anxiety. So we kind of go to straight more to panic mode, whereas Austrians are very kind of calm and like, you know, cause I, I would come in, you know, freaking out about visa issues or who the what, you know, and my roommates would always be like, yeah, okay, okay, let's, you know, let's, let's work the problem. Let's figure it out. You know what I mean? And you're wondering like, why aren't you as freaked out as I am? You know what I mean? But it's just like, no, they're like, let's just figure it out, you know, um, which, which was quite nice actually. Uh, and, and, and I feel like the Germans also would like to, maybe it's similar in Vienna, I'm not sure, but at least I, I, I've noticed a lot of Germans will definitely uh, complain about things without an end, but then they'll say, but it's fine, you know, whatever. Like when I, <laughs> when I, when I talk about moving to Germany and how much I love living here to a German, I, I've heard this a few times. They say to me, they say, wow, I never really thought about that. We do it pretty good here, don't we? I just complain about how oh, this is bad, and this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. And I feel like sometimes they don't have that, this, I mean, the self I don't know what it is, but they don't realize that ha things are actually pretty good where they live. They just have to complain about the small little things. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it's, it's human nature just to have a perpetual bitch fest. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's healthy too. But the difference is much like, much, much like Job said, 
Yes, it is. It is absolutely true in a sense that yeah, we we whine and complain. I think that's a global occurrence. But in Vienna, we say, okay, well, fine, we'll figure it out. And in the U.S., the stress levels are absolutely off the charts. Yeah, mm. it's social conditioning, it's workplace conditioning. We are starting that at 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 school, for that yeah. matter. And in fact, while while I'm now down down that path, if you will, uh, some time this semester actually at Hamlin, which is now at uh, at the end of uh, its semester, we're almost wrapping up, but. About three weeks in, it's like, wait a minute, what am I doing here? Because commonly what we've done is we provide work that gets the students to engage with the substance, with the subject matter, over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then show up on Monday, ready to hit the ground running, perhaps on Tuesday, whenever class time is. So we already set the expectation that you are doing work over the weekend. Try that stunt in Austria or in Germany. Good luck. Uh, oh, for sure. And the, the whole work, the whole work life balance thing. When I learned here that's illegal for your boss to email you or, or, or to call you on the weekend, that was kind of mind blowing to me because I grew up in that culture of thinking that you're always on even when you're off. But it depends what you, for, for me, I am always on. But well, okay. th that's because you, you're always special and you're freelance, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but for normal uh, 40 hour jobs, Jeff, uh, yeah, I, I found it really incredible that. It's illegal. They can't do that because you're right. In the States, you are, you have that mindset. Even as a kid, you have to always be on. That's why I feel like I can never enjoy my Sundays when I was living there because I always felt like I had to do work for Monday as opposed to enjoying the Ruatag and then starting work at 8.30 on Monday. Uh, the difference here is that I, with the manner in which we put semesters together, have, without my students having had a choice, put them in that position. Mm. And it dawned on me sometime this semester, like early on, like second or third week, it's like, wait a minute, I got to change this. I will not release the module until Monday. Ah. And I expect you to have a submission by Friday, meaning I do not want you to touch anything Saturday, Sunday. So basically operant condition, yeah. ah. right? So when you get done with school, I want you to not be indoctrinated into the idea that you got to provide seven days a week. Right. You want to give them that space to decompress, you know, and, and, and they'll, they'll of course be more productive students if they have those full two days to live their life, take care of the things they need to take care of, then they'll be less stressed or during the week, of course. Right. I mean, that's uh, super cool. Did, did, you, did you notice like a, an actual physical change in your students once you, you switched it to from, from the Friday to the Monday? Not necessarily because I did two things. One, I didn't say anything. I just changed it. Okay. And I wrote in my wrap-up post, I just released the last two weeks plus the finals, um, and I wrote a sort of a, a wrap-up note to all my students uh, explaining to them why I've changed midstream. And one of the things that I wanted to look at is have the submissions improved? Has the punctuality improved? And... I should have actually expected what the outcome was ultimately is punctuality was always there because it's always been about grades. Mm. So people submit. And I have to say I'm one of the few professors, perhaps in a, in a very lucky position, that punctuality has over the course of time improved 
and the quality of work actually has improved. And I am teaching solely online. That's mm. fantastic. Absolutely. And, and I want to get back to this from the very beginning of the show. We mentioned you are the host of the Here and There podcast, which is currently, uh, if anybody didn't know, it's in its fourth season. So it is going uh, strong. Uh, it's a really interesting series because it, you, you cover such a wide range of topics. You have, um, you're talking about the recent election, with with a new coalition coming in in Germany, you talk about social issues in Berlin, and you also have a, a segment where you you'll, you'll read German uh, sto- sorry stories in German for people who are learning German, and you'll provide the text to help I them love learn. That. So it's 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 such a wide reach, reaching podcast. When you do the podcast, and it's obvious that you have a passion for it. Um, even here, here, you talking talking with us now, and when we, we were talking with you before. Um, do you think part of that passion comes because it does in a way provide you that connection to, um, Austria and Europe and your old home? So in a way it kind of keeps you connected or do you think the passion is just there because you just, you, you love, you love communicating, uh, in general and teaching. Okay, that's the question I really hoped wouldn't come because uh, I do have a policy of honesty. And unfortunately, in that sense, uh, um, culture is great. Language determines culture. My background is in communications and psychology. Um, And with that, I'm, of course, intimately interested in how can we cater culture to a broader Mm. audience. Uh, sounds great, uh, sounds like a fantastic headline and an incredible sales pitch, but the truth is actually much more simple than that. Radio was my life. That it defined me, it gave me incredible opportunities, it put me in this country with all its trials and tribulations and failures and face plans and very quickly growing up. It's given me an incredible roadmap, if mm-hmm. you will. Incredible run. And... It's just something I love to do. And it really is self-fulfilling more so than anything else, really. And I just happen to have found an incredible platform with an incredible organization that supports that. And it's really a win-win in that situation. And yeah, it, it really, it couldn't be much better. And I get to be still, you know, who I once was without, without following Howard. <laughs> but that, that's a fine answer, man. It's just, yeah, like it's a said, passion. Yeah, radio was your key. It literally sent you uh, across across the pond. I mean, like there could not be a better answer than that. That's and, true. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, with, with that said, I, I think unfortunately we might have to wrap it up at at, at this point, just due, yeah. to, due to time. Um, but again, everybody, please check out the Here and There podcast if you have any interest in, uh, God, like I said, in Germany and in Europe in general, in learning German, in, uh, you know, hearing about the current state of affairs in Germany, and also about hearing about the GAI and their uh, events. They've got, like, they've got Oktoberfest. they got amazing events that even if you know nothing about Germany, you probably I, have a good time. I'm sure you'd gladly put on a lederhosen and drink um, five huge beers. I think everyone can can relate to that. So, and, and, and to be clear for everyone listening, the here and there is a German here. So H-I-E-R and there. So here. And can I can I reverse plug one thing real quick? Sure. Reverse it, yeah. Because under normal circumstances, you guys run obviously your own podcasts. You are in the driver's seat. You very rarely, much like I, 
sits on the other side of the table being asked questions. Mm. So for those who are listening right now, if you want to get a little bit more of an in-depth feel for who Alex and Jeff are, just jump on over to here and there. We have two episodes because those guys are really amazing to talk with. And we dedicated those two episodes just to you guys and then hopefully to the people who want to get a little more in-depth knowledge about you. Gunther, you're an absolute uh, legend. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had somebody plug us in our, in our own show when we're interviewing on them. your own um, cast but that's yeah that's what you can expect from Gunter everybody again that was it's a little twilight zone yeah. yeah we were we were here with Gunter Yanel of course that is the here and there podcast fourth season guys so uh there's plenty of content to you know like get your teeth uh, sunken into before you catch up so uh yeah and if you can binge that for a good solid week uh you know if you want to and if you're listening to us right now you're clearly interested in either Germany and or America. So if you're in St. Paul, lots of events to take care of there with the GAI. Um, so check it out. Me, Gunta. He's a really nice guy. Probably one of the most interesting people I've ever met in my life. So, <laughs> and, and also don't forget, they are, they are offering German language courses. It doesn't matter if you live in Minnesota. You can live... It doesn't matter where you live. Anywhere you can live if you want to learn German. They're affordable um, and you can learn a lot. And why not support um, an organization in Minnesota? Please go check it out. Now, of course, you can find an Apple podcast everywhere that podcasts are available. Or you can go to the uh, Germanic American Institute website, which I believe is GAI. Let me help you Thank out you. on this. It's G-E-I-M-N dot org. So G-E-I-M-N dot org. Thank you very much. So you can go there and of course you can find their German courses and you can find the podcast. Thank you again, Gunter. Uh, it's always it's always a pleasure. No, thank you for having me. This was just a joyride, actually. We gotta do this again. Either you on our end or somebody from us on your always. end. Always. Either way. <laughs> Can't get enough of you. <laughs> Thanks for joining. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And we're back from the interview with uh, with Gunta Yenu, which that really like, flows off the tongue, it's right? Just not, say that. I, just nice. I kind of want to keep saying it, you know. Like I Gunther want an excuse Yenel. to have an interview, so I just keep saying Gunter Yenu. Exactly, and uh, he's clearly a very well-educated, well-spoken person. So I, I you know, I, I love talking to him uh, every time. You know, we were on the show twice. We had great conversations with him, and today was no exception. So uh, again, thank you to Gunter for coming on the show. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, we, we wanted to go one direction, but it kind of went somewhere else just for this, the conversation. So, and, and we try to keep ourselves open because sometimes where an interview ends up going is, is better than where you planned. And right. so maybe it doesn't quite cover what you wanted, but suddenly you dive into a new, a new, ooh, that new corner of the room. You didn't quite, you know, didn't quite see. Exactly. So I, I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, let it, you know, let us know, send us a message if you enjoyed it. If not also fine. We'll have him back on at some point or we'll go back on, you know, everyone, everyone is on the internet is saying it right now. Right. You know, eventually there's going to be the third podcast. It's just going to be you, me, Gunter. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all talking about it. They're, <laughs> they're talking about, talking. they're all talking about agdwpodcast.com and they're talking about us having a podcast with you people. Exactly. So, um, but you know, let's get to the, um, uh, equally important segment of the show, which is us drinking a little bit more whiskey and <laughs> giving you an arbitrary number. Let's see what happens. Let, let, let's give an arbitrary number. I like that. Cheers. Cheers. I didn't smell before. Actually, I'm going to smell this. Mm. Yeah. I, I, Irish is just, yeah, it always got that. It, it's good. The thing is, um, this is one of those examples where I feel like every time we have an episode and I just can't, and like I drink a lot of the whiskey 
it's clearly good whiskey and I'm really digging it. Mm. So I, I feel like my first impression was, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. But um, if I'm drinking it this easily and this much, it's got to be better than, you know, my brain originally thought. So, yeah, it's got a nice flavor. It's really smooth. It's something incredibly special. It just tastes like a really as solid a ni- Irish. Nice, nice small burn as well. Not nothing huge, but, True, but yeah. at least it's there, you know? It just tastes like, a, to me, a really solid And, um, and like you said, um, we don't know exactly, but b- below 25 euro, I think. I think it might even be 24 I think it was like 24.95. So, so we're, we're talking about two or three euro more than a standard bottle of Jameson. Um, so extremely affordable. I, you know what? I'm just going to do it. Fuck it. Do it. I, I think for the taste to cost ratio, oh, yeah. I kind of have to give it an eight. Man, I was thinking the same thing, but I was like, it's not like... No, it, and, the, no we, it, it is not as good as are the best Irish we've had. No. It's not as good as the other Irish whiskeys we've had that are also eights. Eight, yeah. Um, they, they taste better, but they're also 40, 50 euro. So, but to get this level for 24 euro, yeah. I, I have to, if you have the ratio, kind of, I just kind of, I'm just going for it. Eight. And, I'm also gonna go with an eight. There that, you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking the same I, I thing felt before like you I was said maybe it. a little too high. I thought, oh, should I give a seven? I thought the same thing. I was yeah. like, I'll, wait, I'll let him do it. If he says eight, I'm gonna go eight too because I was thinking like my, my initial reaction was eight, but I didn't want to go eight because I felt like it wasn't fair. But I agree with you. Yeah, and and you know, say you you handed us a bottle of standard Jameson. We didn't know what Jameson was. Had never drank it before. I would probably give it an eight because for because f- Jameson is like twenty one euro. It's and, good stuff. And for the smoothness of the taste, it's it's for that price, it's really good. So again, it's like we're not saying it's equal to some of the best Irishes out there, but no, this but, this slain for the price is pretty dang and good. And again, our ratings are arbitrary and mean a lot of nothing, anyways. So, um, but this is this this is again this is slain Irish whiskey, and it's one hundred percent shelf worthy. For yeah, for oh yeah, we forgot about shelf worthy, but maybe because something wasn't shelf worthy, so yeah, this is shelf worthy. You guys can, this can, you know, with pocket change, you could put this on your shelf, and it's got a really cool bottle as well. So, uh, recommend it. It's one of the few whiskey bottles that it's just like it's just black. black. It's cool. It's black and it's got uh, what kind of a shape it called, but like it's 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 squared off and it ha- it gets like narrower at the bottom and it gets kind of a little bit wider at the top there. Yeah. It's cool stuff. I'm, I'm describing things you can't see, which is always nice. But, you know, go back, go to agdwpodcast.com. There is a uh, whiskey photos section, which you can see our ratings and photos from every single, literally every single whiskey. You can. And we, we put some effort into those photos. That I think they're quite nice, actually. So, I do too. Um, Go check those out, and if you've forgotten, ah, what number did they give for episode 54? In case you, you care. You can go find that number. Uh, but it, actually, when you, when you take our rate, our reviews and you put them in text form, they sound rather like ridiculous a little bit. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. just like, this was I, good. I, I enjoyed it. I Thank a, you very I a, much. I have a real hard time uh, typing those up because they really don't make any sense. Anyways, thank everybody for listening for episode, what is this, 87? 87. Wow. Uh, yeah. Thank you again for all of you listeners who've, who've stuck with us for a long time and are new as well. Uh, we love all of you. Send us a message. Send us a story. Everybody, please uh, stay safe, stay healthy, get vaccinated, and stay thirsty. Cheers. Uh, quote. And we're back from our conversation with Gunter Yenel. You know, that, that name just it rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Does. it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. What? I can't do it again. I can't.